Welcome, it's SB Pod. Stanford Steve is alongside. Lots to get to. Trip to Indy. You got the playoff matchup set. I, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I, I like underdogs this weekend. I want to talk underdogs. Both no Saturday. way. I don't both. believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> both Saturday and Sunday, trying to figure out some dogs. I, although we don't want to. I want to give the content away for free, Steve, because we've we got winners to get to. 20 over 500. No big deal. Somebody make that T-shirt, please. 20 over 500, please. dot, dot, dot. And then in lowercase letters, no big deal. And then uh, underneath that, suck it. <laughs> is that is that worse? Because that's basically know. what you're saying when you say no big deal. You're telling everybody. To kiss everybody. my big, big behind. <laughs> all of you. All anyone does is heckle you for giving out free picks. No I'm 20, I'm 20 over 500. No one does better. No one. And it's free. God. Sorry we're a little late getting to you. I mean, we would have done it Monday, but, you know, Steve was out in Indy. And, uh, yeah. How? You. Yeah. How was how was your Monday, buddy? <laughs> no one needs to hear about me. We want to make, we want it. We want to. Hear from you uh-huh. and get wow. reassurance you are good to go. Well, about that. First of all, thank you to uh, lots and lots and lots of people, friends. Um, the whole, it feels like the whole industry has been reaching out in some capacity to say, hey, you good? Everything all right? Uh, for those of you that are, don't know what I'm talking about, uh, I on Monday night, I tweeted out, hey, I'm going to miss tonight's show. I had a little bit of a health scare. And uh, I did. Uh, and here's what happened. Sunday night, we're here until late because that Chargers Raiders game was banana land. Okay. As an aside, I, well, I'll get to this. I'm going to say this. I don't want to. I don't want to get off point here on this conversation. But we definitely need to talk about that game before we talk about the playoffs. So we're here until very, very late, which means Monday I do not get a great deal of sleep. I'm not the best breakfast eater. I love breakfast if someone else makes it for me, but I'm not the best breakfast eater. Handful of peanuts, handful of golden grams, and then seven Diet Cokes. And we're off and running. So you combine a lack of sleep. You're not kidding either. Like No, that, that's, 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 that's serious. It's what I do. You do. Copious amounts of caffeine, not nearly enough water. And then it... Then at 3.45, I say, I do the I do the bike math. See, I, the sleep math, and, and there's a lot of different math in life. You've heard us talk about sleep math. That's where you're, it's late and you have to get up early and you start doing the sleep math and you're like, oh God, I'm not going to get any sleep. Well, bike math for me is, do I have enough time to do 30 minutes with my guy Tucson on the Peloton? Well, I did. So I hop on the, hop on the Peloton. We're going to bang out a hit ride. And we get to the last couple of minutes and your man is not right. And thankfully, I didn't do the knucklehead guy thing where I felt like I, I had to get some ribbon or badge and keep pedaling. I got off the bike because I didn't feel right. And you you know what it feels like when your heart's racing. Mm-hmm. And you know that deep breathing, there's a lot of different things you can do. It comes back down. Well, on Monday, it didn't. And when I went to stand up, it was like, I thought I was going to face plant and black out because it was that bad. And I went to get on the, our, we have a show zoom every day at like four 30. 
and I'm on it, but I, I'm I'm cold sweating and I'm can't I feel like I can't catch my breath. And I mean, it it had to be jarring to look at your boy's big, ugly, sweaty head and think, is Van Pelt actively dying in front of us here? Because I I it's, I was falling out in front of everyone, and I said, "Look, I got to go." Were you like super hot, or you just couldn't breathe? Like you just felt your chest, your your heart coming through your chest. It like felt, was there a temperature issue? Well, I I was I felt overheated the way you feel when you when you're on the peloton, right? Yeah. Like you just you're it's you're that's the goal. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely hot from that. But then after I got off the bike, now I cooled off, and now I had like cold sweats. And so it's, and it's like, I'm talking, dun, 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 dun. it was, there was no love dub. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just, dun, 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 dun. and it's going so fast that you're, I'm, I don't know what the deal is. So I said, look, I'm, I'm, give me a minute. I'm see ya. And I go upstairs and I, and I lie down and next to, next to our bed, we have what probably a lot of people have, which before 2020, no one had, which is an oximeter. That thing that ma- measures your oxygen saturation which in early in COVID, it was like you needed to get that. And that was your, that was your tell, right? If you, if your oxygen was below a certain percentage, that was no good. So I put that on and my heart rate was like 176 beats per minute, 180. Then it would go down a little bit. I think, all right, here we go. All right, we're good. No, right back in the one seventies and the one eighties. And my father-in-law is a doctor and wifey gets on the phone with him and he hears some of the, the oxygen number seems low. The heart rate's way high. And he says, listen, don't mess around. Call 911. So we do. And here's the part where I'd say to our listeners, because I'm sure we got a lot of young versions of us back our, back in our younger oh, days. Doubt. And what you do when you don't have anyone else that you're think about or care about, but yourself is you just say, I'll be fine. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a guy and it's fine. And. But (laughs) this is real. This is as real as talk as I can give you all like no jokes. When you I lost my pop young. okay, you you did, too. And I didn't know what was happening and I don't get scared, but I was frightened because I didn't know if this was the beginning of a heart attack and God rest his soul. I don't think that Bob Saget on was sitting in a hotel on in Florida. I can't imagine that he knew something terrible was happening. Maybe he didn't feel right. Maybe he just lay down for a second. And you think I'll be good. And then again, this tragic deal, he's gone. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm all of a sudden my mind went to that place where I'm like, if this is the beginning of a heart attack, how do you know when that, ha- how do you know when it's, that is like, you're not going to get, no one's going to tap you and go, Hey buddy, this is the beginning of the end. And I and and I felt frightened legitimately because I just didn't know why this was happening. And I and I the good thing is I didn't have chest pains. I didn't have tightness in my chest. I didn't have some of the other things I'd read about, like tingling in your hands. I didn't or arms or feet. I didn't have that. It was just the heart rate. But call nine one one. Fine, well, let's go. I'll call nine one one. Like I got three kids, man. I got a wife. I, I like take care of them. That's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about them. Mm. And this is where I want to shout out the Cabin John uh, Fire and Rescue. Those folks came. Show a force, man. Our neighbors, 
God bless. They had to be like, whoa, we got yeah. fire trucks. We got an ambulance. They're not playing around. And this is the part of the story where Otis the dog is out of his mind because here come four people into the bedroom and then four more. And Otis the dog is trying to get on the bed to protect me. Mm-hmm. And if I get emotional about anything, it'll be like thinking about how much that dog loves me. All he was thinking is, I don't know who you are. Something's wrong with my guy. And I'm getting on the bed to, to, to help him. And we had to get Otis away from me. And pretty quickly, they're like, look, this seems like it's something called SVT. I can't say what it is because I, I don't know how to pronounce it. But it basically just means it's just uh, it's where your, your heart, the top of your heart is firing way too fast and the bottom doesn't catch up. Okay. I know, I didn't know what this was on Monday. Now I do. And they said, we'll be good. We're going to take you to the hospital, do some tests. We can give you something in the back of, of the ambulance. You'll be good. All right. You ever been in an ambulance? <laughs> Riding, like I'm guessing with your injuries, you probably have. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, in this case, I'm leaving my house. My wife has kept the kids in the basement so that they don't have to see dad getting wheeled out of the house because I can't imagine how jarring that would be. No doubt. Or the boys might have thought dad's in an ambulance. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, I don't think they would have thought that. Mm. So she protects them so they don't have to see that image. And again, this is real talk. Serious. I didn't want them to see me and me say I'm fine and then have it not be that. And then the last thing I would have done in this world was lie to my kids. Like, no joke. That's I hear you. In my I hear brain, you, man. That's that's what I thought. Yep. And and several days later, now knowing what I know, it wasn't nearly that dramatic. So I'm not trying to milk it. I'm just telling you, not knowing in that in that moment, I see the doors shut and I'm leaving my house, and it's like I don't know what what the deal is. Am I coming back here tonight? Is, am I in the process of, of, is it about to get a whole lot worse? Now we enter the adenosine portion of the story. Anybody who's ever had this episode like this, you're nodding your head. Cause you know, I'm talking about the drug they give you. It's magic. And the minute they give it to you, all is fine. But there is a, there's a small bill that you pay and that bill is it stops your heart. And so the EMT warns me, I'm, you know, I, I'm IV'd up. We got the big needle in there. We're ready to start. What? Give me whatever I need. He's like, you're going to feel kind of odd for a second. And I'm like, I'm trying to be funny guy. I'm like, odd, like those party drugs we used to take in Vegas. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really think so, buddy. All right. Hit me. They give me the first, nothing happens. And like, is, hey, you haven't felt anything? I'm like, not really. He's like, all right, we'll do it again. Second dose. And buddy, when I tell you that it, read it. Like I that all Monday, all I did Monday night after the game was read stuff like this. And it's like, Adenison, I thought I was going to die. It's a feeling of the lights going off and you feel this warmth, this warm rush go through your body. Because your heart stops for a split second and then magically, like turning off a computer or a phone or anything else, it's just the reset button, which is fascinating if you think about it. <laughs> and then he's like, when I'm when I'm like, whoa, 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 buddy. He goes, oh, no, that's good. That means it's working. <laughs> okay, great. 
And by the time we get to suburban hospital in Bethesda, my heart rate is it has been sorted out. They slap me on the AK, EKG, take a bunch of blood, do a bunch of tests. The doctor, who is awesome, um, he let me know he was a UVA guy. I said, that's fine. You think we're like we're like dumpster trash because we're from Maryland. It's kind of you to, to, to take pity on me in my hour of need. But he was awesome. Uh, like He's like, no, you're good. Like Every test, like your vitals, your organs, everything's exactly right. Your pulse rate's fine. This is this thing is, is SVT. They gave me some tricks to kind of like, if it happened again, here's what you do. Maybe it sorts it out. Maybe it doesn't. Um, I saw a cardiologist today. They took a look at my heart and they're like, look, it looks... There's, there's something called an ablation. And again, I'm just saying this for people that are familiar with it. You, you've had to go through it. A lot of people have reached out and said, this is what they did. Uh, he said, there's no reason to think that we have to do that. And so perhaps, Steve, it was just a one-off and it was no sleep, not enough food, way too much Diet Coke, not enough water. Uh, we're trying to ride too hard for a middle-aged guy to get that sweat in. And and then it just went haywire. But it was, um, you know, for a brief moment there, it, it like I was legitimately just frightened. And um, I don't know, maybe in life there's that's worthwhile uh to 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 take to 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 get a jarring thing where I think I do a pretty good job of being present and being grateful and always trying to project that. Um but if you have even the briefest moment where you don't know what the what what the deal is, uh hopefully when you you know it, it makes you I got a great I got a great note from Gary Williams. He said, people told me all the time to stop and smell the roses. He's like, now I'm telling you. And I said, I got you, coach. Mm. Um, and again, there's there's a lot of people that reached out. And uh and and now like now I do feel like emotional because I just I just I appreciate them. Uh I appreciate like this wasn't some horrible thing. I'm 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 it I didn't I don't want to make it out that it was, but it was frightening. And uh and hopefully it looks like it was just a minor issue, but but the fact that people have my back and, and wanted me to know that I'm really, really grateful, man. It was, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing to know that people care about you and, uh, sorry to frighten you. You're running, you're running around India and you're like, wait, my, well, my, my wife caught you. Like but, how'd that happen? Well, if you want that side of it, I could give you that. Cause you've done it a hell of a lot longer than me. And I'm going to tell people if you can, um, don't have your phone, Next to you, I swear to God, Scott, Felica and I are we're up in the concourse doors open at five o'clock. We're doing live daily wager and at five, ten <laughs> doors open at five. So literally music starts blasting. Fans are coming in and I'm getting set to go live. They're like, all right, one minute to, to air. And I have my notes right in front of me. You know, our guy angle gave me a little perch. Or I could just put my notes and then I put my phone on top of it to hold my notes down. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I looked at all right, 30 seconds. Sure enough, I see your wife calling me, texting me, calling me. And I'm just like, and they're like, all right, you're on. I'm like, oh my God. I have no idea what I said for those four segments we did. I had no idea what was going on. And as soon as I was like, all right, I'm just double checking. I'm good. I'm done with the show, whatever. And then I ran in and called your wife just to, to figure out what the hell uh, it was. And um, it was, I mean, you talk, I have like, you talk about blacking out or blurring out. Like I have no, like the walk from 
being done with TV and actually just doing TV and going down and calling your wife. Like I had no idea what happened to transpire. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was 10 minutes. I don't know if it was a half hour. I don't know what, but um, it was, it was good to hear you. And then I shot you a text knowing what you were going through and you got back yeah. to me. So that was, that was, I mean, you talk about not being in it and yeah. being away and it was, uh, it's just really, really uh, good to know that it was all taken care of. And I'll say I had a couple deals back years ago um, and it takes a lot being the meathead we are yeah. to admit it. And like, you got it, you got to do it as we're getting older and we see people with the freakish stuff uh, that, that happens. You got to, you got to let it go. Because here's the thing, fellas, there's no ribbon for being a tough guy. Okay. There's no badge. You don't get a trophy. No one sends you a check. All right. So don't, don't be a meathead. Don't be a tough guy. Don't, you're not impressing anybody, you know, take care of yourselves and listen to you more. And most of all, listen, listen to your body in, you know, maybe, maybe all you hear is a middle-aged guy that had a little health scare, but that's, that's all right. Cause guess what? If you get lucky, you know what you'll be someday that. So the sooner you listen, the better. Um, but I love you, boy. I appreciate you. I know, I know you have my back uh, and a lot of people did out there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. I watched the game from my house, which, you know, I didn't have to work. I was bummed. I would have loved to have talked to Kirby that night. And and those are, those are really, those are cool moments. Um, when I, I remember Dabo, when Dabo sat down the first time they beat Bama and he's, I think I've told this story before he sits down in a room by himself and I say, Hey coach, it's Scott. Congrats, man. Uh, you know, we're in a break. We're going to, we'll be back in about a minute and a half. He's like, all right. And I see him, his head drop. And I see him shake his head and he's looking around and I said, and I can still talk to him. And I said, Hey coach, you just beat Alabama and you're the national champs. And he gets this big smile and he's like, man, it just hit me. Like the moments of, of massive accomplishment when it hits somebody, uh, th those are fun to, to, to talk to somebody about. And after the confetti's fallen and after the Gatorade, you know, shower has dried off to, to ask Kirby what it meant, that would have been fun to do, but you're there, you're in the midst of it. Yeah. What what a way to do it. Like we talked about Michigan beating Ohio State and how the only way they could do it was like that. They had to they had to yep. win it. The last 15 minutes of the game, Nick Saban said it best to Kirby afterwards. You kicked our ass in the fourth quarter and man, did they. And it felt like there were 100,000 dog fans in that building. You tell me what it was like. Yeah, I've been fortunate to be at all the Clemson Bama games, Scott. I was at the Georgia Bama national title game. And this one was just weird because. You, you you wanted to get to Monday night and Sunday you could start feeling it build, 
But the problem was it was so freaking cold outside. You had to walk <laughs> inside everywhere. So, like, you miss kind of the atmosphere and the street. You know, people at the stoplights crossing streets. I mean, and these are the best because you can walk around. But you could just tell. And I'm walking around Sunday afternoon. Fleek and I went and did a, uh, a seminar deal over at the Fan Fest. And I'm like, and I'm turning and looking at him. I'm like, this is easy 70-30 Georgia. Like, they are here for it. And the whole Monday, we go over to the stadium. We're doing college football live and everything. I mean, it's just a buildup. And, you know, we're going from the convention center to Fan Fest back to the stadium. And you just feel it building. Everybody keeps getting closer to the stadium. And then, boom, the doors open. Music's blasting. And for the next three hours, you just saw the brighter red walk in. And you're looking around. I'm like, wow. And then we get to pregame. And I go out, I, I always want to go watch, you know, both offensive lines and, and, and uh, you know, tight ends and, and stuff like that. And our guy, Tom Angle, our uh, producer that helps us out on the road, who's, who's seen it all and, and been around them all. And I said, we got to walk down this end. And you walk down the line of Georgia stretching out and it's 99, 88, 88. 44. <laughs> I mean, they're just, I mean, their shoulders are at my head. You're a pretty big you, dude. You're a pretty big you, dude, by the way. <laughs> and then you see him run and you're just like, this isn't. And then you look to your other side and, and Will Anderson's getting loose. And I've never seen a guy built like that move like that. And yeah. Jameson Williams is, is running routes. And I'm just like, this is, it's good. It's great to be back at a live event. And then, you know, you could feel it. You know, I thought Bama had a really good game plan early on. Uh, you saw Brian frustrated Billingsley. That was their matchup. They were going to go to, he falls down on a route instead of going up seven, nothing. It's three. And then it's, they can never break away there. And um, both teams are going to try and run the ball. Uh, I didn't think they were going to be successful, but they were where well, they were more successful. And then the block field goal, I thought was huge. Cause I you agree. got, you finally got to hear the Georgia fans get, get, get rowdy and, and get into it. And that's when it that's when it turned for me. They go down, they get some points, and then just like that, that fumble, uh, incomplete grounding ball that falls into a guy's hand that's not even trying to recover it, and his foot lands an inch before the sideline. You're like, here we go again. And all I'm thinking about is being at these Georgia games and knowing this is when they fold. This is this is the turning point. Yep. And that defense. You know, they give up seven there on, on a great play. Uh, but then Munkin pulls the trigger. Bennett, you know, they throw the deep route. They get it. Then they get the interference, and then they score on a free play. And that's when I'm like, okay, here, here we go again. And now you got the Heisman Trophy getting the ball back. And then the pick six and, you know, being, you know, seeing. Uh, I just, I, I spent so much time with David Pollock this weekend. And knowing he was the honorary captain and his family coming in and, you know, I get emotional talking about it because it's a guy, it's a kid that's grown up there. He's lives there and he's just going through, he's like 40, 40 years and he's walking down the sideline after the pick six. And I'm telling you, there's just grown person after grown person with tears in her eyes, just like Stetson Bennett. And you could just, you just feel it. And then the game ends and Kirby snaps that visor off and runs right to the fans. And, it just, it was, I mean, a release, a fulfillment, because all I could think of was I, when I talked about, I was at the Georgia and Alabama game in 17 and I, I'm in the back and I, I'll never forget it. It's literally me, Booger McFarlane and Reese Davis waiting to talk to you. And then we were going to talk to Saban and Tua. 
and Kirby comes off and off the press conference at the podium, and now everything's blocked off, and it's literally just us four guys. And he gave Booger a hug, man. That it was just he 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 didn't know what to do. It was it was just it was right there for the taking, and then it was ripped away. And that's why I always say you never know when you're going to get back. And then to see that, and then to see Kirby post game come over to us, um, and just see him. And I, I taped it. I gave it to David. Um, but David's waiting for him and, and Kirby and David, you know, embrace before Kirby talks to sports center. And it's like, that's the good man. That, no that's doubt. as good as it gets. And to hear Kirby just talk about what he instills in a team. And that's why they won. Like that's, that's what it is, man. And, and as good as I said, Georgia looked pregame, you turn your head and you see Stetson Bennett and you're like, Oh my God. I was like, I wore those thigh pads when I was 12 years old in Pop Warner. I weighed 135 pounds. And then it was really cool. Was, you know, they came out in a golf cart. And I'm, I'm telling you, there's there's 10 people left on the field. It's three ASPM people, uh, Stetson Bennett, uh, Kirby Smart. Marty Smith is talking to Stetson. And, and the Georgia fans are still up in the overhang about to walk out. And then all of a sudden, you see four guys run down. Security was just like, go ahead. And Stetson runs across the field, climbs up into the stands, and three kids come running down. I didn't know. It. Those are his brothers. Right and, on. And to see them embrace. And, I mean, they're just they're just yelling at each other like, you did it, you did it, you did it. And, like, that's that was probably at 1 o'clock in the morning. He's in full pads. And just to see that, it, it was just. It was just awesome, and I'll tell you, walk about that Georgia hotel. There, not many people went to bed in that hotel that night, man. Hey, and, you wait, uh, you wait forty years. And, you know, yeah. don't don't leave any on the tank. You know, and, it, and and that's why I wanted to say to the fans, like, you go through it, Scott, and you're older than I. You remember, you know, the Georgia winning it with you know with Dooley and and going back. But like, just think about to an extent, like. You're Georgia, right? You win a title in 80. In 40 years, you see Tennessee win a title. You see Florida win three. You see Bama win all theirs. You see LSU win titles. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's got to be. I mean, you're just as good all the time, and you never could do it. And, you know, and, yeah, you can't, you really can't say anything because you, could, you couldn't do it, and, and they did it. Um, so that that's what I thought about seeing those people, and, and that that's what I thought I, I, I saw – them feeling, which is just, it's untouchable, man. It, it, it's, it's, there's, it doesn't get any better. No. And, and the people want you to pick an, uh, a, a, a storyline. And I don't think that's necessary because it, it becomes the plucky undersized underdog Stetson Bennett won him a title. And then others will say, well, no, it was that defense. And I said, well, it was both is what it was mm-hmm. because that defense that is loaded for for Georgia and was dominant all year, save 60 minutes in Atlanta. Uh, are they the reason? Yeah, uh, they're a big reason why they won. But what was the thing that, that I said over and over and over on this podcast throughout the fall leading up to this title game? I don't know if they can win it if Stetson Bennett has to be the one who wins it for him. And then when push came to shove and it's 19 to 18 and he dials up that deep ball, he dialed up a deep ball, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And, you know, did he single-handedly? Didn't? No, but he, was, he wasn't the reason they lost either. And he was good enough to make big-time plays in the biggest moments. And, I mean, look, this is not a shot at Bryce Young. 
but I've heard him talk about how people doubted him and this and that. And it's like, buddy, you were a five-star from California, Matt, like matter day, I think. Yeah. And you're a five-star matter day, matter day guy who was the number two prospect coming out of high school. No one doubted you. Okay. You were a star. This dude had offers from like middle Tennessee state wake forest. I looked at it like mm-hmm. two stars, Stetson Bennett. It's yeah. not, it's not made up. It's not a Hollywood story. That was, and, and somewhere along the way, and that, that's what's really amazing about sports. Because JT Daniels was that guy too. He was the USC starting quarterback. He was the five-star guy. And somewhere along the way, Kirby realized we can win with Stetson Bennett. Yeah. The balls it takes to say yeah. that, to, 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 to never blink in the, in the face of that and then be right. That's the kind of stuff that I think goes a long way in just program building. Because you win ultimately at this level with a zillion five stars, but you still have to have a program. And when you demonstrate to your program that you'll put a guy like Stetson Bennett in the single most important offensive position and not flinch and ride it to the finish line, then you get complete buy-in from everybody from the five stars to the, to the lower tier guys. So, I mean, I said here before, I wasn't rooting for Georgia because I don't want Alabama. I just think it's better for football if we have at least somebody else that we can talk about. And from the Bama perspective, and you know this to be true, and they know it to be true, this would have been ahead of schedule from what they really truly wow. expected it was going to be. And so to say house money for a program that that's what they they feel like it's a birthright to be here, eh, yes and no. This year, was ahead. they were ahead of schedule this year. And 31, that's Will Anderson mm-hmm. and Bryce Young. They're sophomores. Yeah. Yeah. True freshmen out there wrecking shop. You got, you know what you got coming in. So, you know, odds are they'll be there again. They're not in the business of losing these. Uh, but I think that there's some part in Nick Saban with all those trophies he's already got that can look at, look at his rival, but the guy that he coached with across the board at LSU and Miami and at Alabama and say, good for you and mean yep. it. No doubt. And I think that's hard, but I think it's, it's probably easier than you think given all the time they spent together to, to, to say, well, if we're going to lose, I'm glad it's to you. Mm-hmm. You buy that? No doubt. No doubt. And just to think about um, talking to some Alabama staff guys and just like them saying, you know, being here, you know, there's plenty of times this year where we didn't know what we had. And then of course, Saban gets the guys together and they don't look good down the stretch. They play their best game of the year there. Yeah. They play Cincinnati and here they are again with you know, 60 minutes away from a title. Um, it's, it's, well, it's really 15, it's like 15 minutes yeah. away. Hell of a 15. game. You tell the story well from being inside. Uh, and that was the, that was the Monday nighter this week, Monday night or next week, we'll wrap up wildcard weekend. Let's pivot to that NFL. And, and before we talk about matchups or who we like this weekend or whatever, I'm really interested in, in, as someone who would know better than I, what do you think the mentality in overtime was between the Chargers and the Raiders? Because I, there's that shot where the long snapper from the Raiders is talking to Eckler and the, the, the thought is that they're saying we were thinking about taking a knee and the whole bit with the timeout with Staley and why they wanted to get the, their run defense, yep. their best run defense, which I totally was the right call. Uh, but watching that clock run in real time after having played almost 70 minutes of football, I, I was I was sitting on the set waiting to go on and I'm thinking. This is going to this is going to happen. There's going to be a yeah. tie here. I just wonder 
if you're if you're on the Raiders side of it, what like what do you think they're thinking? Like, let's I mean, taking the fact that if you tie, you got to go to Arrowhead and that's a yep. real that's a real significant thing. Winning's better for you. Yeah, I know you lost to Cincinnati, but you didn't lose 48 to nine. So just I, I, I'll stop talking. Just like I'm wondering what you thought as that game sort of the end of it. I thought I thought both teams played to win. And at the end, right before the timeout was the first time they both contemplated it. I really do. Um, I agree. Because you you still I mean, I, I people say what you want. Uh, Chris Long and I talked about Derek Carr at length last week on his pod. And after that Colts win and what they've done, we talked about what he's shown as a leader. No um, doubt. I, 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 I gave him his flowers before the game. So when they get the ball, I'm like, there's not too many guys in the league tie game in the two minute drill. Like I'll, I'll take, he knows exactly what he needs. He knows he has a good kicker. So I'm thinking, yeah, they're going down. And what I think gets lost in the mix is after the timeout, that's an incredible run by Jacobs on third down. No doubt. Incredible run to get outside. Um, So, I mean, I I think it was there. And then I think the Raiders were just like, shoot, let's go do it. We're right here. Why aren't we going to? I mean, I think that I, I I don't know how much of the Charger Raider rivalry plays into it. I think they hate the Chiefs way more than they hate the Chargers. That's yeah. my that's my sense of it from afar. But if you're Basaccia, you know Carlson's got a massive leg. He's never missed in the stadium. That's fine. But there are two results that get you in. And only the only result that's in play that doesn't is if you try the field goal. You follow me? What I mean yeah. by that is the only way you lose and don't make the playoffs is if you try a field goal, it gets blocked and it gets returned. And so I think you have to be processing that in real time. We we go if we win and we go if we tie. And so the only thing, the only bad result is if we lose. And the only way we can lose is if we have a field goal blocked and returned. So that's why I think it was pretty obvious as the clock was running that, that there had to be like a little bit of a of a game of chicken each sideline looking at the other like what are we going to do here and it was it was incredible in real time yeah that this was happening and I oh, gotta wow. take it I gotta take a 20 second here right now to tell you what I hate Steve and I have lengthy lists talking about this guy or this thing or this whatever whatever once a week one thing a week Here's what I hate. I don't hate the people because I don't hate people, but I hate that there are people who think that, oh, that was all fixed. If you're saying that out loud, here's what I, I, okay, here, you know what I hate? I hate stupid. And that's stupid because that implies that somehow the powers that be, who you think have their hands on the wheel here are able to orchestrate a 15 point comeback in the last five minutes of a game and about 12 fourth down conversions, including a fourth down and 21 touchdown pass, including the two point conversion to Eckler, including the, like how many fourth downs one after another. I mean, Oh, it's all, it's all fixed. It's all been, it was all planned. Like I I can't live in a world with that type of stupidity because it shows you have no grasp of reality. And so 
I saw that and heard that some, and um, and I I just struggle with that, Steve. I uh, very sorry. It's fine. It's it wasn't fixed. <laughs> there wasn't a fix. There weren't people like pulling strings to to no. to, to make that happen. Puppets out there. It's, it's, these are human beings and executing ridiculous things. To that's. Raiders won, they go to the playoffs. Before we move on, a couple of things I'd like to mention. If you want more college football talk, check out the ESPN College Football Podcast. This week on the show, Reese Davis and David Pollock of Game Day fame. They talk through David's emotions that he felt on the sidelines as Georgia wrapped up its first national championship in more than 40 years. Plus, Kevin Agandi, Booger McFarland, Joey Galloway, their thoughts on the game and probably make fun of each other's hair or, or, or lack thereof in some cases. I have nothing to say about that, the hair bit. Follow the ESPN College Football Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast and watch NBA Today at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific on ESPN and the ESPN app or listen to the show as a podcast. The thing about the wild card weekend mm-hmm. that happens every year and it's hard to talk yourself into it, but then when you look back using history as a guide, you go, huh, you know what happens on the on wild card weekend? Road teams. Outright. Mm-hmm. Not just plus the points, but outright. And I just want to know, looking at looking at this weekend, are there road teams that you like? Yes. But I'll say on the other on the contrast, uh-huh. I always say the first two weeks, there's a blowout every every year. There's a yep. blowout. And that's to try and find the blowout. Well, that's so hard. Because there always is. There's always one. And and you got two number one seeds for that possibility with a double-digit spread uh, with Kansas City and Pittsburgh. And then you got Brady against the Eagles. That's almost double digits. So I don't think it's going to be those. Um, if I'm Kansas City, I'm real scared. I, I, I don't want this. I know they haven't looked like a playoff team. I've been on them as hard as anybody. Uh, but when you put that defense uh, with Watt out there, and you have all the pressure being at home like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the last team I wanted to see in the first round. Um, just know what you just gave them a dose three weeks ago. I, I just, I just think Pittsburgh can muck it up and really make it frustrating. Let's well, say they're going to win the game, but I just, I really feel like that. So give me Pittsburgh plus the 12 and a hook is what the state is what I'm hearing. Stanford Steve say that. And, and I'm with you. I, I, the, they're so limited offensively that they're bad is not bad. It's just, it's, it's, it's what they were when they lost in Arrowhead last time. It's just mm-hmm. they have no chance to compete. Um, but they muck it up is what they are what they tend to do. I feel like the world seems to be identifying San Francisco as a possible team to like, and I get why. I mean that number is really short at home. Uh, New England, I understand why people like them. It's Belichick. They won there in that ridiculous weather on Monday night. Uh, I just. I, I don't know yet for who I'll have uh, in winners, but I I feel certain that there'll be road teams. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> I might just go blind and say, take them all. Arizona, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Philly, New England, Vegas, birdcage, wheel. Tease them. That works. Teasers always win. I, the, the, <laughs> the problem for me, yeah, especially uh-huh. pl- playoff teasers. Playoff teasers. Yeah. Three teamers the whole yeah. day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I lost the, more money on three team teasers oh, when I was in college God. than any human ever. It took me a long time. You get to just, nine points just added. All to they spread? have to do is win. You know how many ten point favorites I took. You know how long it took me to figure it out. 
Like, I, I wish I could go back to my younger self and just smack me in the head and say, mm. for God, just tease dogs. Would you actually that, stop teasing and just, just bet underdogs? Stop teasing favorites for the love of God. Well, I just say, if you like all the dogs, why don't you just tease them? You get more points. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. <laughs> I mean, how could you? How could how you? Many not? Texas, how many teasers did you have with the Texans and Jets in them this year? I, I teased the Jags a lot and it really didn't work, but God bless them. They got it. They, they got us. I gave them out oh. the winners the last week and there, there they were outright. That's astounding. What happened to the Colts? Oh. I, I don't know how Being you make an it. Indy Scott. Oh my oh. God. Poor, like grown women scarves on. You just see them like what happened? We lost to the Jags. Yeah, you did. And you got, you got handled dragged. You know what? The, you know what? I talked to Hasselback about this the other night. The thing that sucks so much about it from the Colts perspective is the bills lost to Jacksonville nine to six. Mm-hmm. Like if that, w- but that's not their last game. No. If that were the last game and you missed the playoffs, you'd have to spend the whole off season trying to figure out how is that, how we leave the arena. But they had the bills had the benefit of a chance to have some get right games. And they, they, I think they enter the off season with uh, a bunch of momentum. They'll be at home. A New England team, they just beat in New England. So, like, my point is that wasn't their last effort. Whereas the Colts, who just a few weeks ago, after beating New England and Arizona, were the team that had all this momentum. And now it ends with a, that kind of a whimper where you don't just lose, you just you lose badly and look horrible. And then that's, you got nothing between now and next September. And that's what you got to eat. That's hard, man. That's, mm-hmm. that's hard. To, that's hard to wear that, as they say. But I, I that's, look, I, I'm the king of, Weird things happen the last week of every NFL season. I, I'm the guy that says it constantly because it does. But I, I didn't take Jacksonville plus the points because I thought they're going to win, obviously. So that that one that one was stunning to see that thing play out. And the other thing I think that it's blown out, uh, you know, doesn't get talked about because of what happened Sunday night. But that Rams-Niners game, like, I don't know. Like, I give Niners all the credit. They went and did it, but, like, did the Rams sort of pee down their leg or was it me? I mean, McVay's out hot chest bumping, running down the end zone, chest bumping Higby after a touchdown to go up 17, nothing. And I'm like, this is really, really far from over. And you haven't beaten them. They know what it takes to beat you. Why are you celebrating like this, this early about, in the game? How about Garoppolo? Like this isn't me caping for him. This is just, and, and you know, maybe it is, maybe it is. Nobody was more popular this preseason than Trey Lance. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I mean, he's, he's, I, he's a, the new guy's always more popular than the old guy, yeah. but I've never, I, I can't remember a quarterback who helped a team get to a Super Bowl who gets talked about more like he's in, not just not great, but a bum like Garoppolo. And so getting that ball back with no timeouts and about a minute and a half going the length of the field, and tying it up and then winning it. I, I was, I'm just happy for Garoppolo. And don't forget, Lance started the week before. Garoppolo's out there with his thumb in a jungle gym contraption because mm-hmm. Shanahan told you if he can go, he's going. And he looked terrible for a half. Yep. And then in that side, it's almost like Garoppolo wants it to be as bad as it can be so that he can then kind of ho- pull a Houdini actors. Not that he wants it, but it seems like it gets to that point. And then mm-hmm. he does a bunch of things that, even the people that are his detractors would have to admit that eh, that's pretty high level stuff, man. And, and San Francisco's just the, the kind of, the kind of game plan they bring play defense, run the football that travels, man. I, th- I think that's why, I think that's why that number is as short as it is that. And the fact that Dallas is able to, uh, 
they have a bit of they have a bit of Jekyll and Hyde in. Yeah, I hate the light the idea that I like Dallas in this game. I just oh, I, do you? Yeah, um, I I just I I think it's an awesome. I so I'm jacked up for the game. I, I just there's just something in me that tells me Dallas is different. It's because of that defense, and I think they're going to get after Garoppolo. Um, but I just love San Francisco's plan of attack. The way they run, like who runs toss pitch anymore? They run it to death, to death. And you know what happens? The Rams guys didn't want to get in front of it anymore in the fourth quarter. And it totally showed. Um, they do so much without throwing the ball down the field. That's just a pain in the ass to defend. Uh, but it's a, a great matchup. I, I'm really, really fired up. I don't think I don't think it's close. That's the, that's the most interesting matchup to me. Um, I know people are fired up to see Buffalo at night in this and when it's well, we got zero degrees, seven mile an hour wind. I saw on the, on the there you front. Go. look at look at my guy. You've been looking at the GFS, the NAM, the Euro. We got a ding ding coming here. We got a we got a we got an East Coast banger, my man. Come on, not, not about, again. It's track. Got to got to keep right. an eye on the model, Steve. Got to got to got to get that twelve Z. Got to get that Euro late night GFS, huh? Got to see with a low. It could be an inland runner. I'm just throwing out every weather nerd. To, and I am a weather nerd. I'm not casting aspersions to those that are. What's the winter. Doppler say? Uh, that's the radar, Steve. It, it, right now, nothing because the storm doesn't exist. That's Here's the worst thing that has happened to pe- for people like me is that now I'm armed with these models. And when people see a model, they use it. It's here's the, let me, here's this, here's a sports analogy. If, if, if some gambling shop took like a screenshot of a scoreboard with a final score of a game that they're projecting right now, and you're a fan of the team that won and you look at that fake screenshot on Wednesday and get happy, then you're an idiot because that's not, it's Wednesday. It's a made up thing. Now, yeah, you're using guidance in the way, you know, the, you're using the latest guidance to project what you think the final score will be, but that's all it is. It's a fake screenshot of a game that hasn't been played yet. Having said that, when the when the guidance suggests that we're going to get a big snowstorm, then I, I like to look at it and go, hey, look at what the look at what the Euros got. We're going to get eight to ten. That's exciting. No, so I please so I'm just as, that's true. That we might. Our garbage isn't going to get picked up for a month. Did your garbage ever get got from that last yeah, one? Six days later. Hey, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's gone. They got it. Uh, and guess what? It's coming right at the same time, Sunday, Monday. So that means you, mm. you know, maybe go to the dump. Take a, take a dump trip. I got to find, I don't even know where they have a dump down here. Uh, you know, this looks high. like. <laughs> Some parts of 270 and 495 looks like people just say throw it on the side of the highway. Can we, can we get some? Can we get a little little beautification we'll on the up on, on exit on, nine on the medians? What are we doing, fellas, gals, whoever? The other night there's a mattress out there. I'm like, come on. <laughs> let me tell you about down here. Like oh. there's 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 a lot of deer that get get oh. clipped, and they they'll just lay there until somebody. Poor guys. Can, they just lay there for a while next to the mattress, right up yeah. there by right up there by Montrose. <laughs> you got anything else? Yes, I do. I, I sorry, I, I wanted. To, it's not something I hate. It's something I loved that All I. All right, all right, week. Steve. Steve's got ending it with positivity. Yes. Um, 
as you know, the game was in Indy. I was there, and I got a chance to talk to my favorite athlete probably ever, and Andrew Luck, who got inducted to the College Football Hall of Fame. And the coolest thing, Georgia winning and seeing the fans, obviously, was the best thing I saw. But the coolest thing I saw, Scott, was when Andrew comes in. You know, the game day has the green room, and we got security around. They don't want anybody to get near anybody. So I'm telling you, there was 15 security and 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 stadium guys there around our office. And when they realized it was Andrew, they lost their minds. A group of like 15 to 20 guys. They're like, yo, look who it is. Andrew's back in the building, back in the building. And they run over and he's like, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. And, you know, they got, I guess, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but they're not supposed to take pictures and selfies in their security coats. So they're all ripping their coats off with their phones out, trying to get a picture with the man that, that gave him success in the Colts uniform. And he's like, I got an idea. How about I take the phone and we all do one together. And then you guys could share it amongst your friends, but uh, he's, he's his original guys I ever met, but to see how much those guys loved him. And um, it was just really, really cool. Uh, thing to see and in, in, in talking to people in that city and how they don't feel the same since since he he retired it was it was just re- it was really eye opening um and uh, he looks great he looks great he looks like he's, he's lost a ton of weight he looks yep. lean as hell yeah um he's he's still my favorite too so uh it was it was just great to catch up with him I'm I'm pumped that they they honored him in that situation because it was a it was a really cool idea seeing the gave Colts fans a day later where they were dragging to, to smile a little bit and be happy. Right on. Well, uh, with that, we will uh, we'll wrap this particular edition. Well, we'll be back, I think, on a, hopefully on a more reg- regular schedule next week. Although next Probably Monday, wait till Tuesday, Monday, yeah, because you want to you want to know that, and we can. And have we got the Clipper coming through, so we got to be careful. Keep an eye, Steve. Uh, GFS they've been doing pretty well this year. A lot of times it's the Nam, sometimes it's the Euro. I'll, I'll keep you. I'll keep you in the loop. Uh, but all my so is the G is the G GFS a GPS of weather? Some some might say, some mm, might say. See? But again, you know, the models just you got to take them with a grain of salt unless unless it says what you want it to say, in which case then you should take it as the gospel truth. That's what I do. We have most recent runs. The storm is a little more a little more easterly. If it's more easterly, that means we get more snow, which means I think I'm all about that. You, on the other hand, you want it to go west. So we get all rain. Yeah. I see. You're not on my you're not team Easter. snow. You just want your trash picked up. Yeah, that's, that helps, Scott, when you still got diapers in the house. That's oh, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks again for uh, thanks again for your kindness and your uh, your well wishes. And uh, we will see you on the TV and we will see you back here on SV Pod. Have a great week.